If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi everyone, this is Brandon Pham. Before we start off with this week's episode, be sure to check out our partner, 80.LV's articles from last week, including our very own interview about the animation process with Richard Lico. It's a fully detailed look at Richard Lico's animation process for animating characters for games and movies. Tons of footage, walkthroughs, and explanations for animators of all levels. So dive in, learn something, and level up. If you are playing Ghost Recon Wildlands, there's a breakdown with technical artist Maximilian Kleda, who shows how the team at Ubisoft approached the procedural vegetation in Ghost Recon Wildlands. Again, there's plenty of others. Be sure to check them out. And let's get back into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all over the globe, intergalactic, wherever you may be listening to this podcast, I am one half of the team presenting this podcast. It is a Game Dev Unchained podcast. I say podcast way too much. It's Larry Charles. I'm just going to get right into it. I brought with me this week to help co-host the 2017 Rochambeau champion, Mr. Brennan Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode. This is our roundtable discussion. And as always, this is a very opinionated episode. Little facts are being portrayed here by game industry professionals talking about last month's news, updates, whatever we want to talk about. So with me, as always, our favorite, Ray Graham. And in addition, this is kind of like a 2K Marin Reunion, we have Olaf. Pish, I'll, I'll never say your name right. <laughs> Piche? There he is. He's back. <laughs> and naturally, at the end of the episode, we'll have Ray and Olaf fight to the death uh, to see which engine is best. But the before that, yeah, we're going to record first, and then you guys can talk about Unity and real after. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's just. Jump right into this week's topic. Uh, so, of course, can't talk about last month without mentioning Mass Effect and its animation department. All right, go. What do you guys think about this? I love how you said department. I don't know if I blame the whole department as, or the Internet doesn't blame the whole department so much as it blames one person. Go for it. It was pretty one person. No, uh, so the story that I've been reading was, uh, and it sucks to draw it from the headlines, but the biggest headlines I saw was former cosplay model becomes animation director for. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Oh my god! So is that true? Was it really a cosplay? That can't be true. Come on. It it had to have been like someone who participated a lot in cosplay outside of work, but sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up real quick just yeah, to get the facts. That up while Ray um, talks about this or all off. Look, 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 like like uh, games are a team effort, right? So one person being singled out for for bad animations or a bad final product is just not fair at all, right? Exactly. 
also would uh, not be the first time that that happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and like, you know, and I, I've been playing Mass Effect and I enjoy it a lot, but it's just, it's clear, it's clear that it's just a game that was just a little bit rushed, but not finished, yeah. played by poor management. Yeah. You know, you see it all over the place, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I've, heard, I've heard complaints. It's nothing, it's, it's nothing new other than it's Mass Effect and it's a big game that everybody yeah. is looking forward to, but this is, this happens to a lot of games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The difference is that uh, uh, that in this case, and I, you know, I, I agree with Ray here. Like, like what I think happened is uh, they they kept working on it, building the story, building the character, characters, building all of the, uh, you know, the huge amounts of environment, recording all of the ridiculous amount of dialogue they have, uh, and then at some point they realized, oh shit, we're out of time. Yeah. Um, we don't have we don't have uh, uh, the additional year that we need to uh, to polish it. Uh, yeah. To make it uh, yeah. Make it look awesome, right? Nah, Sometimes you gotta uh, cut the cut the crap, right? Short. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. And, the, and the, you know, like it's a huge open world game with all this dialogue, right? And you just you just don't have enough time to do proper animation for all those characters for all that dialogue it's just it's just not possible right in the time that they had and of course there's probably rewrites and things getting thrown away right yeah. so it's crazy and and i'm also now that i think about it not interested in outing somebody's personal name so that more people can go flame and search and ddos attack or whatever but, yeah yeah what i will say is this all that it took, in my opinion, to like quell half the people who were complaining was an update where they just painted the eyes differently. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, those eyes, bro. Yeah. The, eyes, the eyes were bad. Uh, let's yeah, be real. The eyes were bad. They were, they were. It's terrible. I, I, it's not only that. I, I uh, um, so I haven't. I have to say I haven't played it yet, but I watched some um, mm. uh, some let's play videos, and something that struck me as particularly bad was. In many places, the voiceover uh, uh, is is uh, is just awful. It, it's there are there are some characters in uh, uh, in most of their scenes where you're like you just you just, you just have like some guy come in from the street and read this for you off a sheet of paper. That's that's kind of what it sounds like. There was no right. Uh, 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 there was a lot of uh, uh, a lot of problems like that. And to me, uh, to me, it boils down literally. It boils down to not enough time. Right. Uh, we we did not have enough time to polish this. That's uh, that's that's really what this looks like. Yeah, and I can see that. I can see that. The ever demanding fans that want an incredible game that's going to get like 150 hours of content. Well, it's going to take a shit ton of time and money to produce that. You know, yeah. and, and and it doesn't and it doesn't help when you're rewriting. You have poor management, and you have you have a new <laughs> team working on it, and yeah. you know, like it's just it's just everything just adds up to this disaster, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, and at the end of the day, though, nobody, people will say, yeah, the combat's good, but the, the people that worked on the combat for that game should just get mad props because it's actually really, really good. And the, yeah. and the, uh, and the weapon crafting systems are really good, right? It's just the, all the story. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, the story bits. The story bits and all the voiceover and all that stuff was obviously coming in hot and obviously came in late. And it's obviously not very good. <laughs> right. so, I heard there was a, a couple of gameplay decisions though that kind of like swayed away from the canon that they were developing. So 
I'm assuming you guys, Olaf and Ray, are much more experienced in Mass Effect than I am. Uh, what's the race that, like, the big, like, they look like kind of fat Triceratops-looking guys, but they're uh, they're really good assassins. The Krogan. Yeah, the Krogan. And they're always angry and ornery, right? Yes. Like, that's what they sold you for the first three games. But then I heard that you meet one in this game who's all friendly and has, like, a Texas barmaid accent. Like, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah not, not exactly. <laughs> oh, not, not from what I've seen. I was ready to shame on that. Uh, no, like you meet, yeah, pretty early on, you meet a, a female Krogan, and she kind of has like yeah. a, a more feminine voice and a little bit more softer approach, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But, <laughs> Doesn't exactly fit the the, the stereotype. Yeah, but, uh, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I I literally I literally care zero about the canon or the story of Mass Effect, so I, I really I can't get all up in arms about it. So it really it really disappointed me because the uh, the bad uh, what I've from what I've seen the uh, uh, the bad voiceover and bad delivery of it doesn't serve uh, doesn't serve the uh, uh, the story very well. And I, uh, I do care. Okay. Uh, I thought uh, Mass Effect, especially Mass Effect One, uh, to me, uh, uh, story-wise, and uh, Mass Effect Two, as far as uh, as far as character development goes, were uh, some of the best games I've ever played. Uh, I, I used okay. to say that you know, uh, Mass Effect One is the best sci-fi novel I've played in years, yeah. and uh, uh, so so. It's, uh, I, I, I do. I do care about that. I'm a little. I'm a little disappointed at uh, uh, you know, sort of the uh, the uh, the shortcomings of this one. I guess. Well, I noticed you didn't say Mass Effect Three there. Well, I actually. <laughs> I, I, so I happen to enjoy Mass Effect Three. I actually don't don't really care too much about the ending, and it didn't really bother me too much. And I thought story wise, uh, uh, story wise and character development wise, it was fine. Not as not as strong as the other two, but. Um, but it was uh, uh it was all right so where this game shines i guess the high points is great worlds building you know great environments and fantastic combat especially hearing that it's from ray saying fantastic combat so that means something that's something yeah ray likes two games there are two games on the list. <laughs> no, uh, there's, <laughs> there's plenty others, but I, I, I recognize when when there's some good work is done somewhere, right? You know, and how the powers interact with each other. It's it's that part of it is like really well done, yeah. and it's just well, like really disappointing that the rest of it is not so well done. Yeah. Uh, but but interesting, there was just an article on Polygon about it where there was like Bioware needs to stop trying to make open world games mm. and go back to like the original Mass Effect style where it's not really this big open world where it's like a more focused uh, thing going on. Uh, there's there's something to that. There's, there's a lot of like fetch quests, a lot of like busy work that you got to do in Andromeda that just kind of detracts from the experience, you know? Well, when, you, when you switch engine to the frostbite you gotta go open world right that's how they gotta you start with battlefield well you add spaceships right and you're halfway there apparently uh, uh they should have stuck with uh unreal, unreal. yeah <laughs> they definitely see i i, I played mass effect 2 and i liked it. I didn't finish it, but I liked 
it enough. And the only impression I got from this newest one is just from all the bad press they got for the animation. And I finally looked just at the animation, and it was pretty horrific, man. Like, for a game about story and character. And, like, there was this clip that had me rolling where, like, one of the main characters was, like, like sh- sh- shatter pants or something, and they're walking around. <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's like, how does that get past? <laughs> That's so bad. It's like, how can you tell a story when I'm looking at this lady who just shatter pants? Well, the thing, the spaceship. The, 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 the interesting thing about that is that it's it's very it's very obviously an IK bug. Yeah. Right. So it's like so somebody animated somebody animated it. It looks fine, and then the IK system kicks in and just totally wrecked it with because the constraints are not set up properly, and and that part that that part where you see that crazy animation just wasn't tested well enough yeah. or they didn't have enough time to go back and fix the constraints right yeah. but and so it's just broken right and, the, but it's yeah. just bad it's just bad that's from the right. developer's point of view but as a <laughs> customer i'm seeing my 60 dollar game yeah it's bad it's a bad look a shit yeah. <laughs> on my tv it's like uh what's going on here well, the moral of the story is that in space no one can hear you shard <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely that type of situation yeah. But the thing is, they can definitely see it in your walk. <laughs> see it and walk. Yeah. Like what? Like for that to happen, I've. It's been a while since the department got such a big blame. I mean, overall, they probably understood. Like, okay, you know, this game was rushed to a degree. I mean, they had ample time, but not enough to what they wanted to do, and it came in hot. So maybe that department was forgiven, but I'm sure walking. That's what it is. Yeah, walking in the hallway, you can't but help. Like I made the best damn environment in the world, and you guys just (laughs) fucked it up. Like it's like this could have been the best game this year. Yeah, your IK freaked out on me. Like I would, I would, I would look at the department, whoever that one guy is. And be kind of pissed off that you know the other departments. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Engineer did a kick-ass job. Everybody uh, on the environment team, you did it again. Wow, they said you couldn't, but you did it. Anyways, that's about it for this week. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's hard, even though as a developer we understand that it takes yeah. a while and all the problems can happen when it's yeah. yeah, scheduled. And everything. The, I but, think we've been we've been lucky enough yeah. that. Uh, uh, that on the on the project that we've worked on, yes, uh, we've usually been given the additional time needed when this sort exactly. of thing happened right? uh, to actually to actually make it work reasonably well uh, to avoid. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't understand how that game. Who didn't raise a red flag at the studio and was like, like, hey guys, hey, hold on a second. Like, I, hey. I know we have a date, but. We know how this works. There's people rose red flags. Don't don't front. Don't front. You know the people on that team rose red red flags, but they're like, guess what, guys? We are shipping. Like we we have day one patch. We have like week one patch. Yeah. We will fix these things, but we have to ship. We know how this works. We know how this works. <laughs> The XL commanders and the unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we have stories to tell about this. Like we know how this works. (laughs) You see this box right here? It's green. I've colored it green 
Yeah. You do not want me to color it red, okay? We're shipping. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like, there is, there is always, I think each of us have had that moment at, uh, uh, at one company or another where we, uh, you know, where we uh, have this have this epiphany and uh, uh, we, uh, we walk up to, uh, to some executive or, uh, you know, someone, someone in charge, essentially just, you know, sort of with wide eyes, just shaking our heads going, this is never going to happen. This is never going to happen. This is never going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but I never had a producer say, shit, we're shipping this anyway. <laughs> yo, my, uh, yo, this producer, is, this, this, my character's taking uh, crap. <laughs> this has happened to me very recently, actually, where I was like, we cannot ship like this. And people were like, nah, nah, we're going to ship just like this. Yeah. <laughs> we can't wait to talk you about do after that. I'll talk about your <laughs> your game that comes out that's just, it's been a while since a game got this much bad press on on quality. I don't blame the animation department or the no, of uh, course not, yeah. or programming department or uh, 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 any of those guys uh, of one bit. This is almost when you see this, this is almost universally uh, uh, a result of bad project planning. Yeah, so producer. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're blaming on a producer on this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going higher on that one because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I believe is that you know there weren't uh, half a dozen producers on that team that that were uh, at some point walking up to executives, shaking their heads with wide eyes, saying, "This is never going to work." This is never yeah, it's happen. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> all right so let me ask the question that the fans who haven't played want to know mass effect andromeda is another big space sci-fi game that promises 60 plus hours of gameplay do you think if you can get past you know laughing at quirky animations here and there because the patch came out and they've updated a lot of it from what i've heard is mm-hmm. it still worth a purchase right like is it still a good game if you look past just the one or two shortcomings i ever mentioned or are we just really harping on something that just can't be ignored well yeah, I think I think if you're all about the story and the lore, Mass Effect, and you want great stories, you want your decisions to mean something, and you want like really interesting things happening, you want great dialogue, you probably should skip this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you if you like the other parts of Mass Effect, which is like you know exploring planet surface and actually doing combat and and feeling that you're you know you're piloting a ship through space and all that kind of stuff, uh, yeah. it's definitely it's definitely worth it. It's a, it's a big game, you know, the, that respect. I mean, it's still a, it's still a space opera, and I think uh, uh, from looking from what I've seen, there are uh, uh, the bit the bits are there, the pieces are there uh, uh, for for an interesting story, for a great plot, for some uh, 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 you know, sort of uh, the the feeling of uh, of, of big uh, uh, important uh, of high stakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you play the game in, in terms of the story and the character development right so there seems that 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 feeling that feeling is still there so i really can't say without actually putting putting uh, some serious time into it but uh, i feel like if you're if you're i don't know uh uh you you might you might still want to pick it up uh, yeah. uh it has it has the potential yeah, I'll just say, yeah, I'll just say, like, I think the story is terrible bad. The story, story is so bad. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it starts, like, like it's, word. it's really bad. Like, it starts out really contrived. But it's, it's just, it's just silliness, right? Like, which, and it seems way more silly than the past Mass Effects were. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But that's worse, just worse, worse than robot, uh, giant robot baby. <laughs> giant robot baby. <laughs> 
Where's that? That from? actually sounds like a game I want to play. I don't even remember what that is. <laughs> the boss, the final boss in Mass Effect Two, being a giant robot baby. Oh, I gotta watch that. That's gonna be a cover of this episode. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that we, if you're a developer thinking about making a space game, man, unless you're like having Star Citizen money to make it forever, like the last, <laughs> dude, the last couple of years, the space games, if you think about it, have been like the difference. A the difference here bust. is that. The difference here is that uh, that Mass Effect actually shipped. Oh, that's their problem. <laughs> oh, snap. No one would have complained if they didn't ship them. <laughs> the animation would have been fixed. I mean, let's let's be honest about Star Citizen, right? Anybody, uh, anybody who's uh, uh, who's ever worked on a AAA game knows that the, that thing is never going to ship. Yeah, they're yeah. counting on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be finished. We're going to actually jump. A little birdie told me that it's awesome over there, that they're working hard, and the shit's going to come out. So, All right. We'll see. No, you, your birdie's tripping. <laughs> <laughs> your birdie's all tripping. <laughs> Well, I, it, it, you know, I mean, it's possible that they uh, that they keep they keep adding content and they keep you know expanding uh, uh, the universe, keep expanding the world, adding uh, adding interesting things to do. Um, so I would be I would be surprised. Let me put it that way. Mm. Man, <laughs> space games cool. have really been burning the consumers, dude. dude it's like no Man's Sky, no Man's Sky, Mass Effect, Mass Effect. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Star Citizen is always well. There. Star Citizen is. <laughs> Star Citizen has yet to cross the finish line, so people don't know if they've been burned or not yet. No, I think I think Elite Dangerous is, is a very good space game. Ah, nice. and, I don't, and I don't think you can even compare Mass Effect to any of those games, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because those games are at an even larger scale. Than larger scale. Mass Smaller yeah. teams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Star Citizen. All right. So, any last words on this topic before we we kill it? Like animation in Mass Effect? Yes. Stop. Right. Stop tripping. Stop. Tripping. It's a good game. Go buy it. <laughs> what? Wait, race. Two seconds ago, you said don't buy it. I said don't buy it if you're looking for certain things. But like, if you just want to, if you want to play good. good. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to play some good combat and, and have a good time, you can definitely have a good time with Mass Effect for sure. Yeah. So. And it has the Mako again. It's no longer called the Mako, but it's the Mako. So, uh-huh. yeah. all right. Well, there you go. Half and half. <laughs> Next topic. All right. So, Facebook just a few days ago just announced. Well, I guess they announced this a while back. Their social aspect of using Oculus. How yeah, yesterday, yesterday, really? Yeah, yesterday. But the yeah. listeners are probably like a week from now. Okay, all right. <laughs> Buddy, really expert. <laughs> so uh, it's fucking Facebook, really? Yeah. So, like, the social. Are you guys excited by this? Like, being able to talk. Like, I'm talking to you guys on Google Hangout right now. But do I want to see your me? I do not. Want to, like, is I that exciting to you guys? I do not want to do this in VR because the big uh, the big advantage of doing it this way is all I can see are your heads, so I don't know if you're in pants. It's going to be... What was that? No. It's going to be chat roulette really fast. Maybe that's why they made it all cartoony, to make it less <laughs> crazy. But you can yeah. still do stuff. 
<laughs> well, yeah. I, expect, I expect penis bill. If you have, if you have uh, 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 any type of user-generated content, you, you are going to get penis bill. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, it is much like your Facebook experience, right? Like it seems like it's Talk you're hanging out account. with your friends. Sure. So if you're in Penisville, it's because your friends brought you there. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, I'm so Penisville <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Look at my BR avatar. <laughs> Look at what it's doing. <laughs> hey, 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 duck, guys. Duck. Okay. Yeah. Don't get too close when I start turning around. Uh, don't, think, don't think to be like I saw, you know, their little trailer that they showed and everything, and it's cool. And I know some people that are working on it. There's some good, there's some, there's some good bits in there. Um, but it just when I saw the video of the girl, there's a girl sitting there wearing the headset, and she had the touch controllers, and then she was like talking to her friend, and did she swing like around in her chair? Mm. I just thought the whole thing just looked really, really silly. Yeah, and uh, like it just looked really silly. And what was, was the just, cool uh, bit that you liked though? What was it? Like I like I like I like the aspects I like the aspects of like you know being able to, to look at. 360 photos with, with people in like some sort of environment and throwing up pictures and looking at that stuff, right? Like that looks pretty cool. Uh, the other thing that kind of me, I wanted to try it out right away, but the one thing that makes me super salty is it's only for Oculus. I have a, I have a yeah. HTC Vive, you know, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm sure, yeah, and I'm sure down the road they're going to make it available for Vive. At least they should if they want like everyone to actually be able to use this thing. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, locking see it, your vibe locking it only, the back right there, yeah. Yeah, locking it only to uh to Oculus is kinda yeah. That doesn't make me very happy either. So. Yeah, that that goes against what Facebook stands for as a company, right? Like every device that has internet connection can use Facebook, but them backing Oculus and then only supporting Oculus yeah. kind of limits their ability to be a social, you know, engine or a social company, I guess. Right, right. Here, I think is that is that uh, uh, Facebook has never uh, uh, never before seriously provided tablets and phones and mm. computers and whatever. So this is this is really the first time they're uh, uh, they are different hardware, two hardware providers. So the natural instinct, you, all you have to do is look at mobile phones. All you have to do is look at Apple. The natural instinct of any uh, uh, of any company that is trying to that is trying to maximize uh, maximize profit and maximize their uh, uh, the impact of their user base is uh, is to go for lock-in as much as possible. Um, never mind that that never works out; that it always fails every single time. <laughs> <laughs> they need to like, just look next door, man, to Elon well, Musk, <laughs> yeah, and liberate yeah, it's that shit for a while. Oh. It always spectacularly fails. It always spectacularly blows up into. Uh, uh, into their faces, uh, uh, and I, I, you know, foresee this not being any different. Yeah, yeah, I, do, I don't think it's going to stay on Oculus. I don't think that's even their goal. But I think it's really more like it's kind of more like, hey, we're doing this thing. We have Oculus right here. Let's make sure it works on Oculus, and then let's like let's do the vibe stuff later, right? Because we're still in beta and all that, right? So I, I kind of see it more like that, but yeah, maybe maybe they want to use it as a way to to get people to buy Oculus Rift, and like, oh, I'll say it will completely fail. But, <laughs> well, for but, me, uh, for but I'm, I'm right now, right now, it's giving them the benefits of that. Just they want to roll it out there first. Right? Yeah, yeah. For me, it's like when they release something like this, I just keep seeing how irrelevant 
they're becoming with the Oculus. <laughs> like they were, you know, the Oculus is like it, it pioneered this whole genre of hardware, right? But I feel like they're so behind everyone else when it comes to innovation. I mean, they they have their exclusives. You know, the Touch came after the Vive, and to me, the Touch doesn't even feel it. Well, I mean, it looks better, but the Vive still beats it because I'm still able to to walk around with it. It just feels like a like a quick uh, the walking around. As far as the tracking goes, yeah. uh, uh, the, the the positional tracking and rotational tracking of the uh, the Oculus Touch controllers, I have to say, they are uh, they're on right? Yeah, they are really really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I tried uh, uh, when I was at GDC finally for the first time our uh, uh, our own uh, VR Robo Recall, mm-hmm. uh, which haven't played, but it's really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it, I was surprised by how good of an experience it was and uh, how well the uh, the Oculus Touch controllers held up uh, in terms of the feel of uh, of actually having an object in your hand and being able. Mm-hmm. to grip it and turn it around and look at it and mm. uh, aim over, sort of aim over iron sights of the, uh, of the pistol and, and that kind of thing. It, all, it worked uh, uh, flawlessly. I was really, really surprised by how well, uh, how well it held up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the touch, the touch controls are really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. They definitely feel better than the Vive. Um, yeah. And then the finger, like it could track, you know, fingers and your Yeah, thumbs. you can track your fingers. It's, yeah. it's good, man. I really like it. I'm just not sure about their non-game. Like, I feel like the more they focus on the non-gaming portions of the Oculus, the further the that's, they're getting from the innovation part of it. That's where the whole purchase price of Oculus comes into play, right? That's why Facebook spent that money. They didn't spend it on the gaming side of this. Yes, I get that. that. Like, <laughs> right. I totally like, get they, they see it as something way bigger than that. Right? No, yeah. I totally see that. But right now, the price point is towards gamers. So people who yes. pay $600 are the gamers. Yes. Yes. And we're the one who are looking at the headlines and seeing what's new. And right now, Oculus, out of everyone else, it just seems like they're just, what is this shit? I'm doing no Google Hangout right now. So what is this? So you yeah. draw a sphere so I can look at a yeah. 360 camera that I can do now. You know, it's like, it's just, it's just, it's, it's right. just going like this longer route of what I can do right now. Which, Especially right now where the, uh, where the user base, the user base isn't there. The yes. application aren't there. The, yes. the non-gaming application. Right? Exactly. So if you're trying to, if you're trying to establish this as a platform for, uh, uh, for non-gaming, for social, for social VR, right. Uh, the, you know uh, the the five hundred dollar price point is I think not the right one. The five hundred dollar price point and wearing that shit like until yeah, you, right. until you make it into sunglasses, no one's gonna wear that. Like no, what? Well, that's why. Yeah, that's that. why this whole thing. This whole thing is like it's just experiments. Yeah, like, this is just the beginning, right? Like yeah. mobile mobile VR and you know you know it's gonna be you know right around the corner it's gonna it's gonna work on the Gear VR. Sure. Right, yeah. and you know it's going to come to HTC Vive, and you know they're working on new hardware, and mm-hmm. you know all these things are going to happen, and it's just they're just experimenting and seeing where what sticks, right? Yeah. But they think there's something valuable in the whole VR spaces thing. Yeah, I totally get that. So my question is: Is it does it feel premature them exposing these things in the midst of more exciting VR related stuff are happening right now? Like, is it too I, early to be revealing tests? 
to actually nobody. don't know there's not a mass market for uh, uh, for social VR right now, yeah. right? And uh, you cannot at this point, as I think we've just established, sell the hardware with with, with social VR, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're trying to do. It's entirely possible that they're just freaking uh, out, man. It's just a marketing thing. It's entirely possible that this is this just is what Zenimax. Let's get some uh, let's get some five hundred million dollars of them, and <laughs> and everyone's knocking on Zuckerberg. All the investors are knocking on his door. He's like, "What the f, man?" I was like, "Give me a sec." <laughs> Put yeah, together no, this trailer, I, I'm not, and now I'm not it's saying, out. That's what pretty much. Don't know how serious they are uh, about actually turning this into a into a real world product because they're not. They're not. I think they're not stupid enough to look at this and say, "Oh." Uh, yeah, we're gonna have 100 million users of this uh, yeah. by next, right? Um, so uh, 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 I don't know. And and on the other hand, it is entirely possible that they say, okay, we're going to put this out there, and we're going to keep developing it, and we're going to just uh, uh, we're going to take the uh, uh, take the loss from that uh, in order to push uh, the platform, in order to push VR VR in general as a platform, right? Uh, that's that that is really the only thing I can imagine. Yeah. I guess that's, my, that's totally what they're doing. My problem with it all, though, is like, and it kind of resonates with something that was said earlier. I, I'm not interested in paying $500 to use Facebook. Like, I already use Facebook. I already have alternatives for the things that they want to do with it. On your $500 phone, though. <laughs> Say what? Oh, well, my phone is a phone, though. Like, you know, it's it's a communication. Know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not salty. I'm just saying it, it's hard to imagine. So, like, if they were like, hey, Gear VR, like, put this little plastic case around your phone and put that on your head and you get all this stuff that they're promising now, that's a lot more reasonable. You know what I mean? But, like, without without aiming their marketing for a different market and saying, like, hey, look at all this great Facebook stuff you can do with the Oculus, I'm kind of just underwhelmed considering the entry-level price point it's to experience of, those things. To me right now, it just feels like my grandpa's trying to sell me this idea. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't, like how can they see this and think that teenagers are gonna be, this is so cool like it just feels so it's i feel like they're getting old man it's, it's such a well, you been, thing to to we, sell you haven't been paying attention right because you saw the new the new facebook stories and their lens camera lenses and all that kind sure, of stuff sure, yeah. right they, they try to hype it up to the kids you know the kids will love it they're getting out of you touch and uh, i feel like with oculus you gotta you gotta first serve the primary people that bought into it which are the gamers right now and just yes, really get them on it man you, if you don't have 100 percent of that group why are you trying to sell to like grandmas and grandkids well they're not they're not selling to any of them there's some of the people that already have Oculus headset sure. period that's what they're selling sure but like okay. n- now i don't i don't think i can name anyone that has an oculus in their hands and saw that commercial is like i'm so glad i bought this <laughs> i can't but wait because i saw like three or four of my friends posted stuff from vr Facebook spaces on uh, on Facebook mm-hmm. with their avatars and everything, and their avatars surprise look very much like them, which is very which is very interesting. Like just that technology alone, yeah, taking their picture and converting it into an avatar that looks very much like them. Oh, uh-huh. you know, there's there's some stuff going on there. That I'm kind of impressed by. I'm yeah. pretty sure they took that picture next to their Facebook stocks. <laughs> 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 just waiting for it to go up. <laughs> it's like these very, 
<laughs> well, okay, let's be real for, here, for, man. No, for, 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 the record, for, for the record, like out of the four, and like two of them worked at Facebook, and, uh, and two of them didn't, right? Yeah, but two still, of them are like spouses of Facebook employees. <laughs> I get, I get the, I get the road of what they're trying to build. Like I get yeah. like five iterations from now that can be cool. I just yeah, feel it's like is... too early to show any yeah. of that. It's just not but exciting. The thing to is, if you want to push the development of yeah. uh, of something like this as a platform, you have to show stuff like this, right? You have yeah. Yeah. How this is done? You can't just talk about it, right? You can't just uh, uh, show pictures and animations. You have to show it in action. You have to show it live on the device that people have seen. I kind of want them to. This can't work, right? Yeah, I want. I kind of uh, want them to show me like the blur trailer equivalent of how this would work. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine how cheesy that would be? Like, yeah, yeah, and it gets. And it also don't forget it gets in, but in the investor's hype too, right? Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I hope it becomes more Matrix and less of a me Nintendo type of thing. Yes. Because it's such a weird route they're going trying to sell this thing to to people and it's just like who who's buying into this right now. But like in in general like I I'm sure they're they're focusing more on the gaming i mean right now they are a gaming company so i mean they right now rightfully so they're getting back into the gaming industry in a way right yep. they had some social really games and stuff. experiences now i think that uh, uh that we have in vr that we uh we, we didn't have uh, a year ago or two years ago right um when you uh when you when you try these games that are out there now it's like holy crap this was actually a really fun and b much more immersive than i than i imagined it would be Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, uh, I think uh, I think the whole the whole like VR VR as a whole uh, has legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely thanks to to Facebook this time around buying in for initially. I think. Yeah. Yes, that's a uh, that's a big part of it. But damn, man, just get better better commercials, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I just can't believe they just. I don't know. I, I I'm really uh, skeptic. <laughs> about their routes they're taking i mean you're selling yeah. to gamers who are used to looking at cool gameplay right yeah is important in part of this this everyone push this is yeah. on. It's like i don't want to see a 360 panorama i i can see that right now <laughs> uh, hey, right. hey guys hey guys check this check this out <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, Uh-oh. they're gonna sell oh me God. a Polaroid soon. It, it just feels like <laughs> I'll say, I'll say this. I tried, yeah, I actually tried a like a 360 YouTube video mm-hmm. of like it was a music video in 360, mm-hmm. and it's like I can't, I'm sorry, I cannot hate on it. Like, it's it's a very good experience, but that's what yeah. I'm saying. And, and so, and so I imagine a panorama that you took of like the Grand Canyon or something, and then you're up and they're looking at it in 360 as you move around, and it's actually updating, looking right, and looks like you're there. And like, that has some value, I, I believe. Yeah. I, I can't hate on it as much as, as you guys are. <laughs> two iterations from now, for sure. I'm just saying, too early. This is just too early. And like you said, Google is already having 360 videos that I can look at. They're, yeah. These are things that are available already. So 
Yeah. I didn't really see too much new things in their promotion where it's like, I got to yeah. have this. And that well, it's really just a package. It's really just the packaging of the whole thing. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's going, nobody's going to push forward and keep investing in this and keep pushing, uh, 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 buying, buying into it and keep, uh, uh, keep pushing forward for the experiences if we don't have stuff like this. And that's, yeah. that's yep. really, really what I think it is. It's, yeah. uh, uh, it is only a driver for, uh, uh, for the next few iterations. Stuff. All right. Well, speaking of drivers and non-drivers. Palmer Lucky got fired. <laughs> that guy got canned. So he's not at the head of Facebook. Uh, I mean, like Oculus anymore. And, yeah. Uh, this yeah I, I, I don't know. Like, I, at some point, I lost track about the whole uh, Zenimax thing. I don't know how much uh, that, that had an effect on. I'm pretty sure they kept him on long because, like, the, they had the Oculus convention, right? That he yeah. didn't show up at. And that was right after the whole Donald Trump support thing that blew yes. up. Uh, which Ray kind of said like a day ago, uh, he they found the companies, the, the shadow companies that he he he, he put yeah. his Trump support behind, right? And money behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, supposedly supposedly he uh, he was funneling like a hundred thousand dollars of uh, of support to Trump through shell companies. Yeah. And the name and the name of the shell companies are after like Chrono Trigger uh, characters and stuff, which which like to me that just that's hilarious. Like that makes me laugh. Yeah, one of them <laughs> uh, wasn't after the major villain in the game. I... Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe it was. I have to I have to reread the article, but it's just it's just funny. Uh, like he's just a big he's a big nerd. Yeah. Who's a who's a Donald Trump supporter? Yeah. And he just can't contain his uh, enthusiasm. It's just funny. It's funny, and like, and I'm sure, like, he's so so enthusiastic about VR. He's so hyped about VR that I'm sure that he didn't want to walk away from the company that he helped start. Right? You know? Maybe maybe he's the next Donald Trump campaign being entirely in VR. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, I don't know if he was super bored because at a certain stage, right? He. Like the whole Zenimax is like kind of just trying to uh, underqualify him and say yeah. Carmack was the brains behind the operation. Therefore, you know, they owe us money. Right. But like the more I hear him doing these type of things, I feel like he's so bored at Facebook or something that he has like these engineers helping him to a point where he can't really help anymore, where he can't push it as much as he could. Well, suppose, supposedly he had a big role in helping out design the the touch controllers. Right. So he had. Right. So he does have inputs just because of all this controversy. He's just yeah, yeah. It's because, it's because of all this controversy, he's a liability to have around, and Facebook made the decision to not renew his contract. Mm. Like that's probably what happened, right? His his employment contract was up, and he's like, and they're like, well, see you later. <laughs> it does suck. I mean, you find the company, and now he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Within like what three years? Yeah, but he'd be all right. He'd be all right. He's a billionaire, so he's fine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, I'm not, not worried about him. It's still uh, 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 it's an interesting bit that went on there. I I would love to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> I hope he's the type of billionaire where he's he's thankful for where, what he's gotten and where he is and he's going to live the rest of life 
and not be the one that he's trying to like strike lightning twice and try to prove himself and lose all his money. You know what I mean? Like he's like, oh, I'm gonna prove him that I, I didn't get lucky. <laughs> and I'm gonna make another thing that's gonna be all mine. Fuck Carmack, that type of attitude. Yeah, I I, I don't know about that. I kind of uh uh, uh I, I guess I guess we'll see. Right. We'll uh, see. It's entirely possible that he got done around with uh, without the city was just uh, in the right place at the right time, had the right idea at the right time, mm-hmm. right? Which is uh, sort of what. Uh, uh, you know, I guess uh, they say eighty percent at least of uh, entrepreneurial yeah. success is uh, um, having the right idea at the right time. So, I, uh, I, I don't know. I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out. He's, you know, uh, yeah. he certainly has the, uh, the funds mm-hmm. uh, uh, to do something else, start something else, and essentially do this again. So, yeah, the millions, the millions of dollars will make everything easier. <laughs> I'm curious to see what, uh, what happens next. If you can, can do this again, it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Well, best of luck to that dude, which has billions of money, so he's fine. Next on our topic, and I want to talk to you guys about the Scorpio. So the details got out, and this can be the future of consoles. Most people are saying it's turning more and more on PC. I mean, how do you guys feel about this? Is this... Something they, they're very careful on their marketing. They they always want to say this is not the iter- next iteration, like the PS4 Pro, the the Scorpio. This is not the next iteration. This is kind of like a mid console. So. Yeah, well, of course they're saying that they don't. There is a, a bit of differentiation that needs to happen from uh, uh, from Sony at that point. So they're mm-hmm. trying to uh, you know change them their messaging just for uh, uh, for the sake of that. But. Uh, you you were saying that uh, that was turning more more into PC. That was I uh, think has been has been clear for a very long time. Like uh, uh, Sony and uh, uh, and Microsoft, especially Sony, learned a very very difficult lesson with the PS3, um, with the uh, 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 the cost of uh, uh, of the architecture that they built there, uh, just in terms of uh, a development, b production costs. Um, and then, uh, uh, sort of, you know, not not uh, the the time it took to be profitable uh, uh, for that was uh, was ridiculous. Um, so I think um, it it uh, it was pretty clear that it was going to go more and more toward commodity hardware. I would have been uh, I would have been actually really surprised if uh, uh, if it had been anything except for an x eighty six or ARM. Uh, there was a, there was a time when I wondered if they were going to go on uh, with this generation, but uh, that was uh, uh, that was relatively short lived on my part. I was like, eh, maybe, uh, probably not. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> right, uh, it was it was pretty obvious. If if you're trying to do something like this, and if you're trying to make a uh, make a mass market product, right, going with uh, well known commodity hardware. Uh, that can uh, uh, that that can uh, that can scale up very quickly and, and very well, um, and has been shown, has been proven and tested uh, that is an obvious step. Uh, I think they would have been stupid not to do that, right? So, um, it, in that respect, the uh, the upgrades that we've seen, the uh, uh, like the, the PS4, uh, PS4 Pro and now Scorpio, are sort of 
logical next steps. This is this is what happens when you have uh, uh, that kind of hardware platform. Mm -hmm. Ray, what do you? Yes, I well, yeah, I think like I don't like it personally because I think like uh, if you look at it from a consumer perspective, if you just bought a PS4 last year or Xbox One last year, you, if, I don't know why anybody would have bought an Xbox One S, honestly. Yeah, knowing that knowing that Scorpio was around the corner. I don't oh. know why. Because because I don't give a shit about 4K. Just give me HDR instead. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Better pixels, more pixels. Yeah, like I just, yeah, I just don't, I just don't understand that at all. It's right? very confusing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is, and it's just kind of you're splitting up the market, and, and the Scorpio is not going to be cheap, right? It's going to be for the high end people that want that 4K experience. Yeah. And the one thing that's been like people keep talking about, and after the Digital Foundry article, you know, they're like, "Oh, Forza 4K native running at 60, right?" Uh, like. There's a ton of games on PC that cannot run 60 4K. Mm -hmm. uh, with the with the, I could drop a thousand dollars on a graphics card, mm -hmm. and it will not run 60 at 4K. Yeah, right. Uh, so, so, so there's a lot of misleading information out here about oh, I'm going to get 4K and it's going to run 60. It's going to be awesome. All my games are. It's going to be true 4K gaming. Uh, happens there i think yeah 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 pump, pump the brakes right and and but, but microsoft doesn't want to tell anybody to pump the brakes because that is not going to sell that box yeah if they tell people to pump the brakes on that yes. uh so yeah, yeah. so so it's, it's a, exactly. i think a lot of people want to buy a scorpio and uh and they're going to see a lot of they could be they might even still might see a 4k some 4k games but they're not going to be running at no 60 yeah right so but I mean, the the, uh, the question is right. Uh, uh, in the the, the har hardware is getting the uh, uh, life cycle of it is getting shorter and shorter, right? So there's a uh, there's something to be said for uh, for a company like Microsoft or Sony, especially with the, uh, the development costs of uh, of a major console today, uh, for not being able to say, oh, we'll put it out and it has a seven year life cycle, right, or eight. And you know we won't do anything else except for peripherals uh, uh, for the seven or eight years. But um, I, I I don't know. Like hardware has been has been getting shorter and shorter life cycles uh, uh, everywhere else except in consoles, right? Yeah, um, and I think and I think a lot of this too is from the fact that when they first developed it, you said they learned the lessons beforehand. They learned the lesson that their boxes were. Over like the boxes were were over were expensive and hard to manufacture, so they went with a really really cheap part. Yes, and then they realized after a couple of years, like, oh wait, this part's really cheap, yeah, and not it's sure. and it's not performing the way that we wanted to perform, right? So now we have to come up with other iterations on this stuff. I think that's uh, maybe maybe I think another thing that caught them out is that the release uh, the release of the PS4 and the Xbox One were. Uh, sort of right at the very beginning of the 4K craze, um, which uh, uh, which is a bit problematic, right? Because now you're uh, 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 you're essentially uh, releasing releasing something uh, uh, for hardware that's like you're not you're not sure how the whole 4K thing is going to turn out. And a year later, oops, all of the four TVs that are being sold are 4K, right? 
So now you need uh, uh, some additional hardware to, uh, uh, to support that. And so it, uh, I, I can see how that put both Microsoft and Sony in kind of a difficult spot, Ryan. Yeah. yeah, this is my it's fear as a consumer. Last generation, compared to what we had in the last generation, the uh, the PS4 and the Xbox One both bad hardware by any stretch. Of the so this is my fear as a consumer, right? So the console was supposed to be the opposite of a PC. It always has been. It's been the answer to, like, I don't want to upgrade my computer to play a game every year or two. Yeah. Like, that was the main, that's the base of a consumer for a console and now we're switching it all up and now consoles are coming out faster than a dev cycle of a game <laughs> which is kind of crazy and as I'm a consumer i'm going out there is like do i spend 200 do i spend 400 do i spend 500 if i spend the mid am i missing out or I'm spending too much where I get the cheap. Like, it's confusing. Yeah. And most people don't know the difference. They just want to go to the store, especially grandmas and parents. Yeah. They just want to pick something. And they're going to pick the cheaper one, if anything. Yes. So I, I'm not sure if this is the right direction for console. Or is it just straight up console suck and PC forever? Like, this is a, it's a weird... Like, how can yeah. I, as a developer develop on a system and have it completely split so i'm always oh, developing for the lowest denominator and just use the i i you know at least now we won't have to make our game we won't have to write our code four times right mm-hmm. uh, uh you know or three times right uh it it, it is a, it is a lot easier this generation than it was last year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'll take the uh you know the uh, the additional split and the additional you know sort of the uh, uh, sort of scaling that you have to do with hardware and you know the little the little bits fix over what we uh, what we had to do between uh, between the other hardware. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a lot easier, right? And and Microsoft is and even Sony, they're both harping on, yeah, these are new boxes, but they have to be backwards compatible. The games you that work on these have to work on the other machines. Uh-huh. They harp they've been harping on that a lot. They're like, you have to support these things. And and it wouldn't be too hard to add a little bit extra because even especially if you're making a game that's already going to be on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it's going it's to be configurable, and so that you could maybe configure the graphics based on which console you're running on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also agree with you that to the consumer, this is this pure confusion, yeah, right? No uh, and there's and there's no real and there's no real uh, compelling reason to go out and buy a PS4 Pro or or a Scorpio. There's literally no right, especially right now. There's no reason to be hyped for Scorpio until E3. Yeah. Right. And I don't know what on earth they could possibly show that could get you hyped for Scorpio. This specs. Is like, uh, specs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like the, uh, like what, the Mr. Olympia competition, right? Before in the 80s and 90s, you have like that one guy, Arnold, that is like the top of the top. Now they have like 10 different categories that you can win at. It's like, it's so, yeah. just t- tell me the best guy this year, man. <laughs> why Why is there 10 different candidates for 10 different? It, it just makes it less, there's less unity. Like, but, it's, but it's also how you sell more hardware. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's <laughs> more hardware now, right? 
Are they selling more hardware now than ever before? Is that a thing? Who? Sony or Sony or Microsoft? I guess both. How how do their S do? Xbox X S and PSP Four Pro. I think when it first came out, it it did outsell the Sony the PlayStation Four for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. But then Sony has taken back over since the new year started, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. But like, like I think it's done well for them, right? But they're still way, way, way behind Sony right now, right? Okay. Valeria, yeah, yeah, Valeria, were you going to say something? I thought you were going to say something. Uh, okay. Well, uh, we have one topic left, and we will. Scrape by it real quick. Which right, is yeah. The Destiny 2 leak and why it is important. And I'll let Larry take over this one. Yeah, so uh, I follow Destiny on Twitter and Facebook and other social media. So I was very excited when I saw, you know, the previous stuff for Rise of Iron or their, their newest expansion. They're like, yeah, you know, come and get this book, which is going to show your whole journey through destiny. It's going to be great. And like, check out this new raid and all this new stuff we're working on. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much for being a great fan and playing destiny. And I was like, Oh, this is sweet. Yeah. New destiny content. And then like a day later, like the destiny two leak happened. And then a day (laughs) after that, you know, Activision and Bungie are like, oh, shit, yeah, Destiny 2 is coming out, guys. Hey, hey, just a couple months after the expansion that we just talked about yesterday, you know what I mean? And, like, totally took all the wind out of the sails, out of my uh, my fervor, my interest in uh, that expansion. I was like, well, shit, I'm just going to sit on my butt and wait for 2 to come out. And why would I, like, willingly dive into a pool that's draining? You know what I mean? So I'm just going to wait for Destiny 2. Yep. <laughs> And I have oh good. At the, yeah, at the job, when I heard about Destiny Two coming out, the first question I asked, I was like, "Why on earth are they making a Destiny 2? <laughs> I was confused by that too. I thought Destiny was supposed to be this long ten-year journey thing. Yeah, like and it's designed. It's designed for expansions and bolt-ons and and like whole new content being added. You can milk. You can milk that like forever. Mm-hmm. right you know what i mean and you can sell like you can package up a huge amount of content and sell it for 60 bucks if it was like a huge amount of content and say this is a destiny expansion pack for 60 bucks because look at all this new stuff that we're adding but instead it's like destiny 2 and like I, I we don't know all the details of course but like if it's like destiny 2 a totally separate game and you can't there's no interaction between the two it just seems weird uh but i don't know is it for wait? Destiny One came out on this generation, right? It's not a new console upgrade, is it, or anything like that? No, well, it came out too on the uh, like it came out on Xbox 360 as well, right? Or no, not Xbox 360. It came out on uh, didn't it come out on PS3 too, and then also on PS4? It probably 60. did, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. I, I can't remember that it did. Does that play a factor uh, in why they're upgrading? No, I can't imagine. Yeah. No, I, I think it's just that they're that they're seeing their player numbers drop. They're seeing their attach rates for expansions drop, right? Um, but at some point, this, yeah. this kind of things happen, right? Uh, you start just your your player base starts dwindling, and uh, uh, so you start you know you start uh, pushing forward on the development of the next uh, of the next one. But uh, that can't be. I mean, they, they had a ten year deal. Like you know, they're not. 
they didn't just plan Destiny two last last year. <laughs> like it, it sounded like they started right when the first one came out. Yeah, that is a good point. I mean, the, the timing is very strange, right? Uh, uh, especially especially considering the uh, uh, the leak uh, and then saying, "Oh, we have an expansion," and then two months later, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna release Destiny two. That is uh, it's uh, that is that is very strange. Yeah. What sucks about it is when you realize that let's say the leak didn't happen, right? And everything went as planned. Mm -hmm. By the time you had finally got through the content, you have no time to enjoy it, right? Like you just got it. You're like, yeah, that's right. I completed my, wait, what? What? Yeah. In two (laughs) days, the new Destiny comes out? (laughs) (laughs) When when is is Destiny 2? Like, have they even given a release date? In the fall, right? In the fall. Yeah. Okay, so that content would last you the whole summer. Right? Yeah, but I thought the game was supposed to be like you said, DLC for the next ten years. That's the whole yeah. idea of it. It is weird because they could have sold a thirty dollar DLC with another thirty dollar DLC. Yeah, they made their money. Well, the sales numbers of the game. I yeah. were oh, they worse than expected? Is that it? Is that? Um, yeah. Let me see. Uh, no, I think Destiny did well, but I will say this. I know that Activision is privy to some information that we're not, right? So and we know that they would love nothing other than to not spend money and continue to gain money, right? Yeah. But I'm not being rude. I'm just saying, like, that's good business. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pivoting and going to Destiny 2 lets me believe that it needed a shakeup. Someone decided that what they saw on the horizon said Destiny needs a shakeup. Yeah. Well, all of all of kind of was right too because it also kind of try it kind of stirs the pot some more and gets people interested again, right? People that might might have stopped playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but still, I would have just. Like, I, I, but I, I, I felt that way. I felt that way about Rock Band and those games too. I, I thought I was like, why are why are they making new games? Just make <laughs> just make new music, yeah. right? Just just get all the music on this thing and just milk that a dollar at a time and make make yeah, way more I money. I didn't get that either. Yeah, why why are the uh, music games? It's, it's but, a but, similar issue. But, yeah. yeah, but I don't run. I don't run a publisher, so hey. Well, I did. Because people get bored with it, right? Uh, uh, and they want to see they want to see some, you know, sort of some uh, uh, some fundamental some fundamental changes that maybe don't fit within the within the confines of DLC, right? Um, yeah. But it failed. It failed to, for the for the rock for the rock games, right? Like they ended up dying. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, there, there's not they too many the changes you can make there and still have a. Uh, yeah, they well, filled they filled our houses with plastic instruments like three times over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we just gotta assume Destiny Two is just so different where they have to upgrade. Well, you get humans this time. That's a start. <laughs> it's gotta be more than that. <laughs> like imagine totally- WoW, right? WoW went on DLC for ten years, which I thought what Destiny was gonna do basically. Mm-hmm. But if WoW Two uh, announced, is I'm, that a- I thought Destiny always a little as a little shorter lived. Uh, uh, not as a as a no, full... not as long lived, but they're like trying to emulate that. Yeah. Well, they they said in interviews they're going for like a ten year lifespan, yeah. like for real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah. Olaf is right on this one. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like they're like we're going to spend five hundred billion dollars over the lifespan of this like franchise. Mm. <laughs> and they're like. They lied. Maybe they lied. <laughs> yeah. Well, for like, like for a WoW player, like Larry, would it make sense for WoW to do WoW two instead of an expansion pack at this stage? 
Uh, I would say actually WoW 2 wouldn't be such a bad idea, but it's still a dangerous idea because MOBA is like kicking ass. Right. right. Yeah. And so it's a different thing. Okay. I yeah, think if WoW 2 were to. Yeah. And noise over probably. Yeah. And, did, it's, and, and didn't they kind of try WoW 2 and that became Overwatch? No. Uh, uh, it's not what happened. Like, right. Here's a comparison then Overwatch, <laughs> right? Overwatch is doing really well. It has a good install base. Like, it wouldn't make sense for them to do Overwatch 2, correct? Right? They're not going to do that. Are they? Well, I mean, I think Overwatch 2 is a lot easier to do conceptually and financially or economically than WoW 2, right? Like, to say any game is a successor to WoW is a huge undertaking. Huge. And I think that's a terrible business move for any company in 2017, given the climate that we see now. Everybody is hooked playing free games that offer very short bursts of entertainment experiences that you can loop as many times until you're done with your gameplay session, right? Like a continual a grinding approach of like, oh, I need to spend 300 hours to get to the point where I can finally start really playing the game, right? No, no, sir, not happening. I guess generally he's like no sir no sir (laughs) but generally I feel like that for most games like any MOBA ever uh, which is you know spend 300 hours learning how to play the game yeah sure but all the content in the MOBA is technically available to me you know what I mean like I will say I've been playing HOTS for well over 300 hours but the characters that I love I could have played them day one the same way that I play them now, you know what I mean? And so that that's what yeah. I'm like the whole idea of having unless unless you put if you put a number behind something, I I I think it's like an overhaul of some sort. Or like a huge upgrade. But I feel like nowadays with downloadable content, it's like is that necessary to start over basically? Right? Even calling it a two, you're you're trying to ask people who bought one to buy it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it like it, continue to play. Like, is that a risk it, worth taking anymore? Like nowadays, where it, it's so it, easy to me, to me, it depends, right? Because like, but I just think if you make a game that's built for new gameplay to get bolted on, you add new weapons, you add new behaviors, and that's how you design your game for DLC and all that other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you make a two version of that game, I don't get it. Like personally, right? Because because it's just like you could just add all that stuff you put into two as a bolt on, right? Because you have the whole thing's designed that way, right? Uh that's why it confuses me. And it would confuse me for something like Overwatch too, right? As well. Here's where I would say I think I could see it happening is you have a game that came out PS3 generation and at that level of fidelity. And now it like, it's really showing the spider vein or the varicose veins. And you're like, damn, we really need to give this like, a facelift. Sure. Yeah. So in that, that, case, that I understand. Yes. Yes. Of course. Yeah, like if you, if you boot up world of Warcraft now and put it on its highest settings, <laughs> you would look at overwatch in its lowest settings and still say, damn, overwatch is a better looking game. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But like, when World of Warcraft first came out, it was never a good-looking game, right? Like, yeah. it, was, it had great... No, seriously. Like, it had great art style. It has great art style. And I, and I think there's very few games that had, that look as good uh, art-wise. Mm. But the fidelity of it was always below fidelity of games that were out at that time. Right. Yeah. It was always aimed at the, at, at the broadest view that was possible, right? And at the, at the lowest hardware standard possible, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All I know is we might be three years away from seeing a new Blizzard title or revamp. Uh, I don't think they're going to do another StarCraft, uh, personally. I don't have any inside information or anything. I just personally don't think that they're going to do another StarCraft. Uh, StarCraft 2 was essentially StarCraft 1+. Plus. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, the original, they just released the original StarCraft remastered. Yes, yes. Yeah. for free. For free. Go get yeah. that. Yeah, you want to be frustrated, like, oh damn, this isn't anything like StarCraft Two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it sucks for Bungie losing out on that DLC because of the leak. But uh, yeah, I guess I yeah. we just gotta wait and see what Destiny Two is like. More physics. They'll also teach yeah i have no idea like i just feel find it odd nowadays to have a sequel unless it's like yeah. a major facelift or uh yeah. you, you want to take it away it's animation you can't do within the confines of dlc yeah if you want to make your game have crapper animation <laughs> yeah, just go full circle with this like i don't get i don't get numerical uh upgrades anymore like i don't get the numerical sequels anymore it's just like just dlc it man people are already playing you have 20 million people playing get to 25 why start over it's, it's, it's hard to it's hard to get that attention it's hard to get that attention yeah. well we have been podcasting for over an hour, gentlemen. All right. And normally, I would say to the one guest, if there's anything that you wanted to shout out, promote, or broadcast, now's the time. But since there's a two of you, if you got any last, like, hey, guys, go follow me on Instagram, now's the time. Let them know. I don't even have an Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Twitter. How about that? All right. What's your Twitter, <laughs> What's your Twitter handle? Shout it. That's- uh, oh, wait, oh, fuck! It's oh, uh, O P S H A. First name, first letter, and then last name. Oh well, we're gonna have to put that, that in the show notes. They'll never get that. <laughs> I'm still learning okay. your last name. I know you. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you can you can holler at me on Twitter. Uh, it's it's Wadaras on Twitter. W a d a r a s s on right. Twitter. There you go. Well, it's a pleasure having you guys. And yes, sir. When I shut up. The table is still round. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. guys, we'll see you all later. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash gamedevunchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash gamedevunchained.